Welcome to the View Tourism Podcast, and I'm Koji Benton Williams. The View Tourism Podcast is dedicated to Africa's travel and tourism industry, where leaders from the private and public sectors get to talk to us. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. In today's episode, the president of Skull Nairobi, Lester Power, reveals programs instituted to grow the membership of SCAL International in Nairobi. Liz, who is an active member of Women in Tourism Group in Kenya, is confident that the association's engagement with hospitality institutions to mentor young ladies will help scale up women empowerment. Welcome to the Podcast. And, uh, I'm in Nairobi, Kenya, the capital of Kenya, and I'm speaking, I'll be speaking to uh, the head of Skal Kenya, uh, Les Tapawa. Les, good morning. Good morning. It's the How president of Skal Nairobi. President of, sorry, please, <laughs> Nairobi. President of Skal Nairobi. It doesn't mean that you have another ch- no ch- chapter in the coast, or it's just Nairobi. Yes, we do have another uh, uh, club in Mombasa, okay. which is Skal Mombasa, headed by a lady also, Effie Fernandez, uh, and then the Skal National President is uh, Shinaz uh, Neki. Okay, now on SCAL, because I, I, I was going to start with Kenya, so tell us what is SCAL itself, people who don't know what SCAL means. Uh, SCAL is a professional organization of tourism leaders around the world who are promoting global tourism and friendship. Uh, it's the only international group uniting all branches of travel and tourism industry. Uh, it was founded in 1934, and today SCAL has, as a professional network, has almost... 13,000 members in more than 325 clubs in over 100 countries. Great. Now, SCAL itself as a, as a, as a global industry group, it's, uh, it's going through some few you know, uh, changes. But if you want to narrow it down to Kenya, how are you endearing yourself to, to, to the new people who are not particularly owners of, of, uh, uh, of tourism enterprises? How, what are the things that you are doing to endear SCAL to many people in the sector? In line with our vision of uh, being a trusted voice in the travel and tourism, okay. we are ready for the changes that are happening in SCAL. We are looking forward to having a stronger SCAL network uh, within Africa and uh, growing our membership within the African region and, and globally. And in line with our mission, because we, it's through our leadership and professionalism and friendship that we work together to enhance our vision and maximize our network opportunities, we, we have opened up to not only people in the tourism and travel now, and we are uh, uh, taking in members from other sectors to join the club. If it's with young people like myself and many people, they feel that SCAL is for old people, it's for veterans. Dispel those uh, uh, mindsets around that. Um, as a young president, I think I have demystified that already. <laughs> and currently we have a cup, you know, like the coast president is a young lady too. Okay. So with time, you are going to see the transition of the younger people coming into the front line. Have you put in measures to uh, uh, promote that or to ensure that that is happening in a... In a in the quickest of time that we expect Yes, happen. we do. We have the young Scarlets uh, side of our club where we have young people who join at a very young age. Some of them we sponsor. Some of them are able to pay for themselves. 
We also uh, work with young people from colleges within Kenya who we invite to SCAL to see what we do so that in the future they can, when they stabilize in their career, they can join SCAL. You were presently, um, uh, not long ago, elected as a, as, as a president of SCAL, right? Uh, what are your driving pillars of force to, to put SCAL Nairobi on that pedestal that you aspire to? Yeah, doing business uh, with friends, number one. Number two, oh, we are looking at um, improving the environment. Where we, I have taken on a project of planting trees within my tenure. Last, as we were celebrating the World Skull Day, I've already started by planting uh, 73 trees already. Uh, we are looking to doing more than that. We are working with the Karura Forest where we have a tree bank and our members are supporting me by contributing to buying trees that we will uh, try to, uh, to make sure that uh, we, are, we are improving the environment for our future generations. Now, with this particular project, what are the targets? My target is, probably if I'm doing a one-year tenure, to be able to plant at least a thousand trees before I am finished with my presidency. Okay. Now you wear many hats. You're also very um, uh, influential in, in, in the Kenyan Women in Tourism Association, right? Yes. How or what are you people doing to ensure that women empowerment, women in tourism, is not just a cliche, but it's happening right in the industry? We are doing a lot of mentorship under the Kenyan Association of Women in Tourism. We are going to colleges again. We are working with the hospitality schools. We have our members every other month engaged in uh, schools where they are mentoring our young students. And when we are doing the mentorship, we are not only mentoring women, we are mentoring all the students. But at the end of the day, we want the young women in the hospitality industry to know that there is an opportunity for them to take up these positions when we are long gone. So we are preparing the future through the Kenyan of Women in Tourism through our mentorship program, which is a very strong program. Every hotel school in Kenya is working with us and a few other universities. Now, you know, women constitute 54% in the tourism uh, uh, chain. Now, again, there's, there's this research that's also... It's, you know, it's not very pleasant, but women sit on the lower end of you know, management or the structures. Have you taken any position or have you made any overtures to owners, I mean, even to uh, the regulatory authority to see how you can make women empowerment a business imperative? It is an ongoing process. It is work in progress. And for example, where I work, we have a good representation of women leaders in this hotel. In terms of our staffing, we have a good balance of male and female employees within where I work. It has to start where I am. Then you can be able to look at other organizations and say, what are you doing about ensuring that you have placed women strategically and ensuring that the numbers come out to balance? So we are doing it every day. It's, it's a continuous process. It's not something that you'll wake up and say, now we've done it. We have to continue reminding ourselves and reminding the people that we work with that there has to be space for a woman in every organization. Now, uh, in terms of scaling up or sharpening their, their, their skills, do you have a window or a project that app, uh, allows you to be able to uh, help the women to better upscale what they're doing? 
Um, the, our programs, for example, if you look at uh, the programs that we are doing with both SCAL and with CAUT, will involve all hospitality students. We will not just take a section of female students and say we are going to mentor only the female students. We are mentoring all the youth. So for us, we, we are focusing more on the youth to ensure that we have a youth that is prepared to take on the hospitality industry. But when it comes to the numbers of women, we are talking to the institutions to ensure that even as they are doing their recruitment processes, they are looking at the numbers to ensure that it's balancing. But when it comes to preparing um, the women, the youth, let's look at the youth of this country because there's a bigger issue with the youth of the country. I believe uh, the conversations around the women empowerment are good, but we must not forget that the young men also need to be in this conversation. Okay, uh, let's look at tourism in Kenya. And as a, as a, as a head of SCAR Nairobi, and you are a veteran you know, player in the industry, what, 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 what you're making of how this, the tourism sector is going now in terms of the recovery? The recovery is coming up very well, and I must say that uh, we've seen uh, significant growth in the numbers of, uh, of guests coming through. I would compare, I would actually say that between the, within the first quarter, January to March, we have surpassed the numbers of tourism that we had in the January first quarter of 2019. So the recovery process is going on well and we really are seeing tourists coming from different destinations, not necessarily from our traditional markets, the US, the UK. We are seeing uh, tourists coming from the African region and that's very refreshing to see. We are seeing numbers from Nigeria, numbers from South Africa, from Ghana, which is a good thing to see. We are seeing numbers from the UAE, Eastern Europe, which were not really our traditional markets before, before market, yeah, COVID. UK, yes, yeah. yeah. So we, 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 we are on a good uh, uh, recovery pace. In terms of your products, mm -hmm. do you think uh, more can be done to diversify, to, you know, to meet the the needs of the evolving traveler? Yes, in terms of the products, a lot can be done. Um, in Nairobi especially, um, there is room for, for more diversification of products. In the coast, there is room for more diversification of products, improvement of the product delivery that we are doing away from the traditional, you know, Jambo Buana and, you know, Hakuna Matata sort of uh, narrative. There's, 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 a, there's a little bit more that can be done. We, we have um, beautiful tours that could, go, that could go into our coffee and tea farming in this country, away from the traditional safari. If it's the coast, we have a rich culture. We could have a cultural safari as opposed to just the, you know, the, the, the dances and the, you know, the... the, the, the Yes, so there's a lot around the product that can be done just to showcase other aspects of our country that a lot of people may not know. You would know because you're here every other time, but someone who's here once a year or has been here five years ago should be able to come in and say, oh, I've seen a different side of Kenya. But again, uh, on, 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 on that side, and working in the hospitality industry and again in the you know, in a Hilton Hotel. Don't you think that a lot hasn't been done when it comes to gastronomy of Kenya as, as part of your office? Uh, absolutely true. Uh, and uh, there, there is 
quite a lot that can be done around gastronomy. Uh, we have many tribes in Kenya with different food and different culture. That's an untapped uh, market out there, you know, and it's just a matter of time and then someone else will come in and say, now I'm, I'm, I'm selling this destination with this uh, gastronomy and this is what I'm doing. We, we have an opportunity. We have an opportunity to actually be able to sell our food, our culture, our ways. We have an opportunity to sell our day-to-day lives to people. And that's really unique. That's really unique. Recently you made a CS uh, as, a, as, a, as a Cal Nairobi, Cal, I mean Nairobi head. Uh, what was her thinking around uh, I mean, the destination and what her plan around growing tourism? She's actually very passionate about growing the tourism. She's actually very passionate about gastronomy and I think she may be driving this in the days to come. She's very passionate about selling our culture. She's very passionate about selling the other products that we have. And it's just a matter of time and we will be able to see a different side of tourism through her efforts. I've met her. I know what she's thinking about uh, our industry. I know what she's planning. And uh, we are all here to support. Yes, but again, is she also showing signs of addressing the challenges that the industry has? Absolutely. I mean, she... She's in a new position. Okay. It's the first time she's in the industry. We have to give her time. Okay. Yeah. Great. Now, as we wrap up, uh, you are a veteran in the sector, and if you run around, and, and if you're not in, if you're not working in the hotel, what do you do to to, to pull off time? I have a little farm that okay. I is my hideaway. All right. When I get an opportunity. I take off from Nairobi and I switch off and I enjoy my gin at my farm. Okay. I have a few animals that keep me company. Wow. And um, you should, I... You should invite us to the place. Oh, karibu, karibu sana. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to end up with, uh, you are a role model and what would be your message to the youth? People wanting to take, especially women, take, uh, you know, jobs in the hospitality and tourism sectors. You have to work hard. Nothing gets handed to you. Uh, on a silver platter you must work hard and if you do what you love you never have to really work hard if you choose the right career and you do what you love and you remain focused and you remain committed you become a reliable person you will never get bored you will continuously love what you do you'll only keep diversifying what you do but nothing comes for free you must put the work in it Indeed, you must put a work in it. Thank you so much, Les, and I wish you a great weekend. Thank you so much, Kojo. Always a pleasure to see you.